what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. Welcome back to season two of Meet Bridget. If you are a newcomer to the pod, welcome and thank you for joining us. My name is Kashia Rosenberg, and alongside my bestie and Bridget founder, Asha Gabriel, I run a coaching platform for teen girls all about growing confidence and communication. We've worked with thousands of young women in Southern California in our live workshop events, and this podcast has been an amazing way to reach an even broader audience. Our mission is to break down communication barriers between generations of women and help our audience feel empowered and confident through conscious and thoughtful communication. So let's take a minute to dive into today's Bridge Etymology episode. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed over time. These little appetizer episodes were created to give you deeper context for words we hear all the time. Don't you think you ought to do something about expanding your vocabulary? So today I want to spend some time breaking down the word manifest, as in manifest destiny or manifesting your hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm not going to lie, when I first sat down to do research and just kind of put my thoughts together, this one did throw me for a little bit of a loop. But I'm hoping you get a little bit of something out of this as we use these bridge etymologies as a way to conceptualize and provide added meaning to words such as this. Ever since I've known you, you've been searching for a life greater than that of an ordinary Jedi. A life of significance, of conscience. When we were reimagining the future of Bridget, specifically in 2020, as a lot of other business owners and people were reimagining their futures and hopes and dreams in a time of such uncertainty, one of the things Asha and I took time to create was a manifesto of things to come. Much like a ship's manifest, our manifesto accounted for and gathered everything we wanted to bring to life via this new stream of creativity. We didn't know what we were doing when we started a podcast. We began with a definition and we set it into writing. We put our goals and aspirations for the future down as an outline. And that later became the framework for our podcast. This mindful act of logging the things we wanted to see come to fruition was just the first step in being actionable and accountable for our hopes and dreams becoming tangible things. So in the spirit of bringing ideas to life, let's begin. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Manifest can be broken down into its Latin roots, manus and festus. Manus is the Latin root word for hand, and festus is Latin for solemn, joyous, or festive. In its earliest form, manus and festus were one Latin word, manifestus, which meant plainly, apprehensible, clear, or palpable. Early French use of manifestus documented the meaning of clearly revealed to the eye or the understanding, open to view or comprehension. Other 14th century definitions included proved by direct evidence, of offenders or caught in the hand or caught by hand, probably from the root manus meaning hand. Together, 
the root words manus and festus, the crude general meaning could literally be translated as celebrating by hand or even capturing joy in hand. Those you see, these translations require a little bit of creative stretch, and I had to kind of think about this for a little bit. So for now, we'll settle with the early Latin definition as being held or caught by hand. Inch and a half in diameter. Right here in my hand. Today, there are three definitions of manifest. The first is readily perceived by the senses and especially by the sense of sight. The second is easily understood or recognized by the mind, i.e. obvious. The third is manifest as a noun, a list of passengers or an invoice of cargo for a vehicle, such as a ship or a plane. Bringing this back to my introduction, manifestation as a concept and tool can be really powerful. But like anything else in life, how can we ascertain that we're doing it right or that it's worth doing it all? I mean, we hear about manifestation a lot these days, how there's the art of manifesting and how we can literally transform thoughts into beings. You might have heard of the law of attraction or perhaps heard of the book The Secret, both of which move to validate the power of thinking things into existence. And while the idea at first pass kind of seems mystical or magical or like there's not a lot of like concrete evidence to it, manifestation itself is more concrete and palpable than one might be led to believe. As a quick aside, I want to comment on things like confirmation bias, which is the darker side of the coin. Confirmation bias, similar to manifestation, is similar to manifestation in that it's another principle grounded in the general philosophy of what we think we will be or will become, turning thoughts into ideas or thinking things into existence. However, confirmation bias varies in that it's more of a phenomenon of thought where people who like a certain idea or concept end up believing it to be true just because without any factual evidence or you know data to support that. For example, a really anxious individual might view the world as dangerous, and that's not quite the same as manifesting danger into one's life. Similarly, wishful thinking or false optimism can also lead to confirmation bias. So overcoming confirmation bias begins with settling one's hypothesis while also looking for instances to prove that it's wrong. I just wanted to throw that out there before we go into the meat of manifestation itself because you'll see there are steps to the ways in which we can utilize this very powerful tool. I'll stop myself from believing them. I've told you, Mr. Hostetter, to believe in one's dreams is a manifestation of insanity. And the sooner you accept this, the sooner you'll get well. So there's actually a fair amount of science behind the idea of manifestation. For example, the research on growth mindset driven by Dr. Carol Dweck clearly shows that believing you can do something makes it more likely that you will actually do that thing. She describes two competing mindsets, the fixed mindset in which you believe that you were born with a specific set of skills and abilities, and the growth mindset where you believe or you allow space for yourself to learn and develop new skills and abilities. It's two different types of ways of thinking about the world. Regardless of which category you find yourself initially belonging to, Carol Dweck's philosophy argues that by actively practicing and developing a growth mindset via mindfulness, by believing that change and growth is possible, 
the likelihood of changing and growing increases exponentially. It's not so much that this belief is some kind of magic. It's just that without a growth mindset, without believing that you can do something, we tend to not exert the required effort and we tend to remain perpetually stuck. With a growth mindset, we can actually break through the stuckness and achieve the results we desire, whether that be at work, in our relationships, or in any other aspect of our lives. So how does this translate back into manifestation? Well, on the surface level, you might think that manifestation is simply about thinking about something, you know, putting out the vibes. But actually manifesting something per its original definition is to hold something in your hand to take an idea and actually make it tangible. This is where the separation from confirmation bias becomes relevant. So using Carol Dweck's growth mindset as one particular lens, we can look at this in terms of effort, challenges you might meet, and lessons learned. So the first is effort. In order to master a new task, you have to apply energy, whether it's mental energy, physical energy, or simply by using repetition over time. When we're met with challenge, the fixed mindset person might recruit others to do the hardest part, spending as little effort as possible, while those who enable growth mindset believe that good outcomes often require exertion. It's part of the process. Only effort, discipline, loyalty earn the right to wear the dragon doji. Number two, challenge. A fixed mindset person might shy away from challenges because they might fear failure and might go into hiding as a way to avoid responsibilities. In contrast, by honing a growth mindset, a growth mindset person finds these challenges to be exciting and engaging. Not that they're lacking, you know, the fear of doing the thing, but they become excited because they realize that they can conquer through that fear in order to grow and that they'll learn something valuable from their experiences, whether they fail or not. The third is mistakes and feedback. This is sort of, I sort of segued into this. The fixed mindset person hates making mistakes because mistakes, as we all know, can be incredibly embarrassing and then sometimes stops us in our tracks. They might blame others or be defensive when criticized. While Meanwhile, one with a growth mindset can see these mistakes as a platform or a lesson to learn from, and they'll be less likely to take criticism personally as they'll use it for fuel for bettering themselves the next time. Being open to criticism helps improve one's ability to do better, and that's another reason why growth mindset can ultimately lead to success. It's just over. To be the best of the best means you make mistakes. And then you go on. It's just like the rest of us. I like referring to Carol Dweck's idea of growth mindset as it's a way to both confirm that manifestation is a concept rooted in measurable doses, that outside of being a daily practice or meditation that feels affirming, there's absolute truth in trusting yourself to believe in an idea well enough to bring it to life. We just have to fill in the steps in between with conceptualization and actualization. In other words, manifestation isn't just creating prayers or mantras that a goal or idea will come to fruition. It's this process. It's this continual process of putting in the effort, meeting the challenge, and being open to making mistakes and accepting feedback. So as its Latin root suggests, 
Making something clearly apprehensible or palpable, manifestation is the art of taking something that's intangible and creating a tangible out of it. This practice of application harkens back to our time and history of exploration and discovery where every seafaring vessel was equipped with a manifest. Going back to Bridget's early manifesto for the podcast, it's a complete listing of the passengers on board, the cargo on board, and so on and so forth. It's this tradition of naming and cataloging the things that we intend to carry with us. And it's a practice that's persisted into our modern life. I mean, all sea crafts and aircrafts, including commercial flights, still continue this practice today. And in our daily lives, we can create manifests and manifestos of how we want to create success out of these frameworks that we begin to develop. So, like explorers of a long, long time ago. I'm aboard, explorers! By utilizing manifestation as a process and a guide, we not only map out the things that we want, but we equip ourselves with the mindset and the tools necessary to ensure that these dreams come to fruition. In other words, when it comes to manifestation, we have everything we need for success in hand. That's all for this week, my friends. Thank you so much for another season two episode of Meet Bridget. Tune in same time, same place next week. We have another amazing interview headed your way. Bye for now. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness?